So I know sometimes life can get so busy, so noisy that at some point you think like you have it all figured out, like you have your to-do list all checked out, you have all your goals, you know, working out as planned. And all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, I actually don't have it all together. I also know that there are some times that you think that, I mean, your productivity level is on par, like 100 level, like 100% kind of like, you know, productivity range. But then you realize that, oh my gosh, I'm not doing what I ought to be doing. Like I'm not spending my time judiciously on what, you know, I ought to be spending my time on. I'm busy chasing other things while I'm supposed to be focusing on this one thing or these particular things. And this, like so many of us, this is our position. This is where we are at some point in our life. This is where, or this is what we're currently facing. And for one, I found myself in one, in one of those positions where I think that, oh, I have it or all mapped out like my productivity level is i mean prior to making this episode or prior to reading the book i'm going to be talking about i used to think that oh i was like my productivity level is on point but then josh kaufman in his book personal mba made me realize what and how i should be doing to ensure that my productivity level is really grand as it should be. So, hey guys, if you're just tuning in, my name is Gift Agboro and I'm the host of the podcast, Life Acts Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to me. Thank you so much for listening to my previous episodes and I hope we're all keeping safe and I hope we're all staying sane. So on this particular episode, I would be talking about a productivity arc that I learned from um, the book that I read. I mean, my last read, um, The Personal MBA, Master the Art of Business by Josh Kaufman. In all honesty, while I was while I, 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 I was reading this book, I thought that I was in for, I mean, just business insights, right? But I got to chapter seven, which had to do with working with yourself. And I realized, oh my gosh, Josh is actually, you know, dropping some real gems here with regards to productivity. And I thought, what good way to share this insights other than a podcast episode? I mean, I would have, you know, put up a post on it on my Instagram, but I just wanted to like break it down so that for all of you who are listening, you can actually understand the concept and you can actually apply same. So the concept I'll be talking about or the concept I'd be talking about is a concept called acrasia, a concept called mono-idealism, and a rule called 31020 rule. So I'd start with acrasia. I know that a lot of us are familiar with procrastination and what procrastination, I mean, so I run like a reading support program and most of the times when people try to sign up for my program, the very first two problem or challenge that they you know highlight as one of their reading challenges is procrastination so yeah i feel like a lot of us 
you know, experience procrastination in itself. And we've seen how when we procrastinate activities, we've seen how unproductive that could be sometimes. But Josh in this book kind of like shifted my attention to a concept that not everybody are aware of. And it's called acrasia. According to him, it said, according to the book, so I'm reading from the book now. Acrasia and procrastination are related, but they are not the same thing. Procrastination occurs when you've decided to complete a task, but you keep putting it off until later without consciously deciding to do it later. And he gives an example and says, if you have answer email on your to-do list, but you browse the internet for hours without answering my any email, that's procrastination. And then he goes, acrasia is a deeper issue. It's a general feeling that you should do something without necessarily deciding to do it. I feel like I should say that again. He said, acrasia is a deeper issue. It's a general feeling that you should do something without necessarily deciding to do it. And then he says, the should feeling doesn't lead to decision or action, even if the action seems to be in your best interest. And for some people, when they experience acrasia, they, they, they see it whenever they're considering changing habits they no longer want. For example, if you've met someone that said, I should quit smoking, right? Or I should donate to that non-for-profit or I should look into life insurance and talk to a lawyer to write a will. All of these dishewed feelings sticks around but never leads to action, generating intense frustration. So and then he says, Acrasia is a very old problem and he brings it back to history and says that it, its source goes back to Socrates, Plato and Aristotle. I mean, when I came across this particular part in the book, it just, I was like, oh my God, because I was, I'm currently reading this book called um, Sophie's Word, History of Philosophy. So when I saw Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, I was like, oh my God, what, what, what is Aristotle saying? What is Socrates saying? What is Plato saying? <laughs> right. But um, George says the term, which is acrasia, comes from a Greek word, which means lacking command over oneself. So Socrates and Plato believed that acrasia was a moral defect, while Aristotle argued that it stems from a mistaken opinion about what a person should do. So he said, acrasia is one of the most widespread and persistent barriers to getting things done. In order to spend your time making progress, instead of fighting both sides in a battle of will, it's useful to have a strategy for recognizing and combating acrasia when you recognize it. So I'm going to take, like, I'm going to, like, shut down my book so that I focus on how this particular thing jumped me, jumped at me, rather. So when the whole um, lockdown started, I told myself, I mean, I had quite a number of goals that I wanted to do, quite a number of things I wanted to achieve, but they were all in the shoot. So there was an aspect where I said I should actually start exercising. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on a journey to having this well-defined apps, right? And if you've, if you've been following my updates, I mean, just once in a while update I put on my WhatsApp, you'd see that I'm actually seeing growth. 
But that should feeling, that should feeling of, oh, I should actually start exercising, kept on being a feeling until I started acting on it. And for some of us, the should feeling could be in very little things. For example, you know that I have a reading support program and you keep saying, oh, I should sign up for gifts reading support program, but you never really take action, right? And the fact that you never really take action to signing up, you never really get to get things done that is reaching out to sign up and you never really get to improve on your reading journey as you should because the solution to lead to your reading, um, the solution that will help you in your reading journey is standing right there. It's just in a text message or just a message or a reach out that you should reach out to me but you fail to act on that should feeling and then it has the ripple effect of one not getting things done and two not actually developing yourself because i mean not to overhype my reading support program but i've seen feedback from my subscribers and i know the kind of efforts and support i put into the program so if you sign up for the program your reading life will definitely transform. That's if you're committed to it anyways. So that's it about Acrasia. That's the whole concept of, about Acrasia. And then, Josh also made me understand that there are several reasons, like there are several um, techniques that you can actually use to resolve acritic situations. And one of those techniques was the mono-idealism technique. So mono-idealism is often called a flow state. It's like a term where you get so focused on one particular task and you're so focused on it that you get to a flow state where your mind, your being, your everything is on that one task. Follow me here, guys. The problem statement was acrasia how you, you 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 continue to stay in the should feeling but you never really get to get anything done or perhaps before i talk about mono idealism let's just talk about the 31020 rule the 31020 rule says for a day where you have like a day when you wake up you have to say, like you have to write out three major tasks that you must get accomplished in that day 10 minor tasks that you must get to accomplish as well. And the 20 there says, if you focus, like the very first 20 minutes, you focus on one of your major tasks, right? Your mind gets so involved for that 20 minutes that you realize that the moment you're able to pass that 20 minutes um, range of being focused of avoiding distractions you get to a state of mono idealism a state of mono idealism where you are in a flow state so i'm going to break it down for you guys when i found out about this concept i had on my to-do list i had three major tasks 10 minor tasks and you know just three major and 10 minor tasks mind you the 10 minor tasks are tasks that it will take you say 10 minutes to accomplish without like if you focus on it it will take you 10 minutes so that's the 10 the 10 there so when i brought up my my to-do list i had three major tasks i mean i had like um i had a task of um submitting a, a, a submitting an article 
um, I had another task of reading a particular book that I was reading, um, I think an academic book that I was reading. And the third task I, I, I had was on um, proofreading a document or something like that. I can't really clearly remember. And on my minor task, I had tasks like send to social person a message. Um, um, I had a task like um, make a phone call to this social person. I had like, quite a number of tasks, although it wasn't up to 10, but I had like more than three minor tasks that I needed to accomplish on that day. So when I focused on, when I decided to act on, um, when I decided to act on the major tax, the very first major tax, mind you, every day, one of my major tasks is to do my exercise for at least 30 minutes. Like it must get more than 30 minutes, but 30 minutes is like the, the break level, right? The moment I decide to focus on one major task, and this is for a lot of people like me who are multitaskers, right? It feels like you have so many things you want to achieve, but your ability to now stay focused on one thing per time, that's where productivity lies. And that's where the 3, 10, 20 rule and the mono-idealism concept comes into play. So when you pick the first major task on your to-do list, and you may want to even set the timer, but you focus on it for 20 minutes. Like, don't touch your phone, don't do anything, just stay focused on that task for 20 minutes. You'd realize that your mind gets to a flow state where you are so involved in that particular task that you don't want to like stop doing it. And a similar concept um, to this is um, deep work. It's, it's, it's kind, kind of like similar to what Carl Newport said in deep work. So the moment you focused on your you that one major task and you're, you've crossed past 20 minutes, you're going to 10, 30 minutes, you're going to one hour, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I've been focused on this task for so, 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 so number of time. And the good thing is you definitely would now see results like you, because you've been, you've been able to not just manage your time, you've been able to track your time and then you can, you can refer back to the results that you've seen per managing that time. Right. <sighs> I feel like I'm so excited to share this thing, guys. And I hope you're really getting um, the concept that I'm sharing with you. And then it says, while you while you you have your time all blocked out or all mapped out for a major task, so say for example, you say you want to focus or you want to do a task for at least 30, 40 minutes or one hour. With mono idealism, you're focused on it, right? But it said, never forget to have like a slack period. For some people, for like me, I have minor tasks in between my major tasks. So if I've been able to accomplish a major task in a day, which is to do my exercise for past, like over 30 minutes, another task that may follow it will be a minor task. Minor tasks like um, send an email, minor tasks like do a follow-up, minor tasks like all of that. And the good thing is when you're done with a major task, when it's not time to focus on a minor task, because you know that this minor task would not take you past 10, 10 minutes as it should, you have your mind focused on it in such a way that by the end of the day, you're taking your major task and you're taking your minor task out of the way. <laughs> I know, right? But that's all about the 3, 10, 20 rule. Right? So 
let me read out something from the book when um, um, Josh was trying to was trying to talk about monadilism. He said, when somebody says just do it, they are trying to communicate that you should not do anything else. It might better be phrased as do it without thinking about anything, not even about what you're doing. In fact, don't even do it. Just watch yourself doing it, but don't actually try to do anything. I know that might sound confusing, but stick with me here. He said, properly, Monio idealism is simply the state in which you have exactly one thing on your mind with no conflict. It's a condition that results in one naturally taking action in relation to the thought rather than a technique in and of itself. The usefulness of a particular productivity technique for a particular individual will largely depend on whether it addresses their particular stumbling blocks in achieving a mono, a mono ideal state. So he said, so how exactly do you get yourself into a mono ideal state? First, eliminate potential distractions and interruptions. And he said, secondly, eliminate inner conflict. Eliminating inner conflict could be um, before you start working, right? You ha- sometimes before you start working, you may feel a resistance to getting started. Like, like you feel like, okay, you have this tax you want to achieve, but there is another tax in your mind that is also trying to get your attention. So he says, eliminating these conflicts before you start working helps you achieve a mono ideal state much more quickly. If you feel resistance to getting started, it's useful to spend some time and energy exploring that conflict more deeply before you keep working. And then he says, while writing this book, I experienced several periods of frustrating resistance. Instead of trying to ignore the resistance or push through it, right, he explored that resistance using mental simulation and reinterpretation. It's some of the concepts in the book that he he, he talked about. He said mental simulation and reinterpretation helped him uncover a hidden conflict. He wasn't happy with how his work was turning out and doing more of what was what wasn't working would be a waste. So he had to spend some time revi- revising the structure of the book. You know, he had an inner conflict that he didn't like how the book was coming out. So he had to like spend some time reviewing the re- like reviewing the structure of the book and then eliminating where the resistance is coming from. So for some of us, sometimes when you pick up a book to read, if one of the major tasks could be to make to do a research right sometimes you may feel like okay you don't have it all figured out as to how this research should go especially for some bloggers that it takes a while for them to come up with um an ideal blog or an ideal article in order to get to a mono ideal state you have to first push past that resistance you have to know why are you feeling that you 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 don't have it all figured out for the blog chances are that You've not um, looked through the topic you want to write about. You've not. So the moment you're able to sit down and structure how the blog should look like, you'll be able to push back that resistance. And that would give you the ability to like stay, to have a mono ideal state. Another way of getting to a mono ideal state is kickstart the attention process by doing a dash. He says, since it can take 10 to 30 minutes to get into the zone, setting aside 10 to 30 minutes for a quick burst of focused work can make it much easy, easier to get into the zone quickly. So, and this is where, this is something that I was going to talk about later. 
Sometimes it may get difficult to get to that mono ideal state since you know it takes 10 to 30 minutes to get to that state. Now what you can do is you can build for yourself a structure, a technique that you set your timer for 20 minutes or your, your stopwatch for 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Until your stopwatch rings, don't like until your stopwatch rings, keep being focused on that task that you're doing. So let it be like a disciplinary approach. So you, if you have a task that you want to read a book, set your timer for 30 minutes. And until your timer rings for 30 minutes, do not do any other thing. Just stay focused on it. So that's one way of actually getting to a mono ideal state. <sighs> I hope you guys find this um, actually useful like it was for me. Um... So yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say about, you know, mono idealism, acrasia, and the three ten twenty rule. So when you know, I mean, taking taking us back to acrasia, when you have a should feeling that you should actually do something, this other rule could help you. It's called the five second rule. I didn't read it in the book, but I'd read it before in a book called Mel Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins says, if you want to do something just count five seconds from backwards like five four three two one and just do it so if you want to sign up for my program and you know that it's something you should just count five four three two one and send me a message that oh my god gift i want to sign up for your reading support program i will get it there if you want to reach out to someone right you want to send a message you want to call someone or if you're finding it difficult to like stand up from your bed to wake up at night to read, I'm just trying some shades here for some people that I know personally that may listen to this podcast. If you're finding it difficult to stand up from your bed in the middle of the night to read and you're awake but you're on your bed, but you, can't, you can't stand up, just count five, four, three, two, one. Right? So the five second rule is another rule that can help you not just with procrastination but the true feeling as seen in acrasia. I hope this episode was helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to reach me in any of my social media platforms. I'm Gift Agboro everywhere. Um, if you're privileged enough to have my number, you can leave me a message on WhatsApp. If you also want to drop me a voice message, you can do that via the um, via the, the voice message option on this podcast so you could just it's like a plus sign close to close to your listening button so you could just send me a message and i'll listen thank you so much for spending your time to listen to to this episode and i hope it would be it would be useful as you try to figure out how to stay productive how to get things done and yes another book that i can recommend for you in getting things done it's deep work by carl newport i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about that book so that we don't spend hours right but you should actually get to read carl newport's book called deep work <sighs> stay safe guys bye